What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. It is good to be with you. I hope you are enjoying your summer, and I hope, listening to some of these news reports, that you are staying safe of summer being, you know, warm. Because <laughs> apparently, you know, summer is not normally warm. So I, I don't know, a lot of panic out there, but I hope all is well with you. I did see this very, very disturbing story this past week. I don't know if if, if you saw this, but about the Trump uh, family, it's uh, boy, I'm I, I'm actually surprised it hasn't received more attention than it otherwise would. Because apparently, uh, Eric Trump this past week, or actually an associate of his, testified before the House Oversight Committee. Did you hear about this? And he tells the story about how uh, Eric Trump uh, documented or documented to have his father call during business meetings that he was having with foreign political leaders. Because, you know, the Trump enterprise, it's, it's global, right? It's, it, they have hotels all over the place. And he gave this uh, proof that... Trump lied whenever he stated that he never spoke to his son about his son's business dealings. So he's caught in that lie. And he gave proof that Eric held positions on boards of directors only to provide access to his father while his father was still in the White House. I mean, that is just so gross that this family would use that political position to just enrich themselves. I mean, it was stunning. And he also gave proof of a cover-up when Trump threatened to withhold financial aid to Ukraine unless Ukraine would fire the prosecutor who was looking into Eric's position with the Ukraine energy company. Think about it. And now that we're in this, supporting this kind of weird war with Russia and Ukraine, kind of calls that into question. And he also it also proves that ten million plus of payments that went to the Trump family were obtained fraudulently. Oh my goodness! I mean, it gets worse and worse. And now we're supporting this war with Ukraine and Russia, and giving them billions of dollars of aid and arms, and depleting our own resources and arms, and spiking uh, inflation. Also, this aid can go to Ukraine, and then Ukraine sends us money to SBX, and then SBX sends the money to the Trump campaign and the Republican Party, and it's it's just this gross money laundering skin. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up, hold up. What? That's not Trump. Well, who is it? Wait, it's Biden. Wait, so it's not Eric Trump, it was Hunter Biden? Wait, so, hold on. The Bidens were the ones. Oh. Okay, wait, scratch that, everybody. Never mind. Apparently, we don't care about this story. It was the Bidens. Moving on. Uh, Apparently, Hunter Biden was set to... Yeah, so now that we don't care about all the corruption, uh, we can talk to what really matters. Hunter Biden was set to have his plea deal uh, put 
or accepted and brought before a judge uh, this past week. And the judge seems to have potentially negated this sweetheart deal because the, apparently there were details within the, the plea agreement that Hunter received, the sweetheart deal, that he would never be prosecuted for anything ever in perpetuity. And you know, there are some that are saying, well, this is a Trump judge or what, you know, they're, it's just you know, trying to go after the Biden family or whatever. It seems like maybe this is more the judge kind of doing a CYA here and not wanting to be the one to accept this type of unprecedented oddball sweetheart deal. Almost to the point where, you know, like we talked about last time, uh, not accepting anything in face value and everyone's lying to us. Um, it, it, whether or not this was done intentionally. Um, but again, the interestingly, though, the White House has ruled out a pardon for Hunter Biden, as, as far as Axios reported. So I don't know. We'll see. Um but the crazy thing is, the, the longer this thing drags on, the more that evidence of corruption is becoming more and more concrete and more and more obvious and really to the point where you wonder, when will the Republican, will they ever muster the courage to impeach this clown? I mean, think about how the Democrats impeached Trump over this phone call with Zelensky where he tried to get information about the firing of the prosecutor, which was Biden as vice president getting the prosecutor fired who was looking into his Brisbane deals with Hunter. So they impeached Trump over something that Biden was doing. And then they impeached him over the January 6th absurrection nonsense. I mean, this, this the Biden's crimes and cover-up dwarf anything related to Watergate. You remember when we were kids and Watergate was blowing up and that was just the biggest deal ever. It was the most corrupt thing ever. Well, this just makes it, uh, just dwarves it all. And that's not even taking into account all of the indictments that continue to come down from the Department of Justice against Donald Trump to the point where, I mean, it is, we are fully into Banana Republic ter territory. We're not even dipping our toes into the pool anymore. We're just doing a full-on cannonball to this. And and I, I think there's even a, a new indictment that was, was put down uh, this past week. And interestingly enough, there always seems to follow bad corruption news for the Bidens. Just as a few examples, on, January, on June 7th, the FBI releases documents to Congress alleging that the Bidens took a $10 million bribe from Burisma. Then on June 8th, Jack Smith indicts Trump in the Mar-a-Lago docs case. On July 26th, Hunter Biden goes to court and rejects sweetheart plea deal after it was revealed that the Department of Justice tried to give him a blanket immunity from future prosecutions. Then on July 27th, Jack Smith adds more charges to, for the Trump for Trump in Mar-a-Lago case. Then on July 31st, 
Hunter Biden's former business partners testify to Congress that Joe Biden was in on over 20 calls with his son's business partners and that Burisma execs pressured them to fire the prosecutor. Then on August 1st, Jack Smith indicts Trump again for January 6th. And on and on and on. You know, if we hadn't been experiencing this over and over for the past couple of years, this is something that would make your blood boil and you'd be really irritated about. But since it's now par for the course, you almost think like, eh, yeah, of course, this is what they do. And nothing's going to matter because you still have 81 million idiots, allegedly, who will vote for this clown again next year and it's going to go around and around and around. So does it matter? Do you even need to care? I mean, it helps to understand the details so you're not the fool. But does it matter? I mean, is it even worth getting irritated with or upset about? I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's it certainly is a weird pattern to watch. And it's, again, it's somewhat stunning that he is not taking more heat in the public arena than he has. But we'll see as we get into the election season, which I, for one, am not ready for. All right, while I was out, I saw this bizarre episode from Mitch McConnell. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Mitch McConnell is the octogenarian senator from Kentucky, who, like so many others, has been in office far too long. But he was giving a statement to the press and had some kind of incident where he just locked up. I don't know if it was some kind of absence seizure, but he kind of just froze mid-sentence and then they whisked him away. And of course, the media was quick to pounce that this is someone who's too infirm to lead the Republican. Republicans are a joke. He's too old for office, blah, 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 blah. Yes, you heard that right. <laughs> they were actually making the point, correct, mind you, but they're making the point that someone like Mitch McConnell is probably not fit for office. I do not disagree. But it makes you wonder, why are they willing to accept so many others who are infirm in office? And let me just think off the top of my head. Um, what about, I don't know, Joe Biden? The guy who stutters and stammers and has those old person angry outbursts and gets confused, doesn't know where he's going, garbles his sentences. No, he's totally fine. Or what about John Fetterman, who had a stroke and cannot complete a coherent sentence at all? Or what about Senator Dianne Feinstein, in her 90s, from California. Diane Feinstein has been rolled out in D.C., is confused. She doesn't know where she is. During a vote last week, she's confused, looked to her aide, and her aide said, you're supposed to answer yes. That is fine, because, of course, they just want a meat puppet. But then you hear that apparently Diane Feinstein has ceded power of attorney to her daughter. So, Diane Feinstein, in her 90s, is not mentally fit to handle her own affairs, her own financial affairs, her own medical affairs, 
she needs to have her daughter do that for her. However, she is completely fit to serve an office to tell you how you are supposed to live your affairs. So while the media and the Democrats might be right that Mitch McConnell needs to get out, if that's the case, then they'll be surprised to find Chuck Schumer and so many others on their side who also have no business in office. And it also you also have to acknowledge that all of this makes the U.S. look so incredibly weak to the eyes of the world. To have this weak old man as president, to have another leading candidate that he's going up against who will also be in his 80s if he is to win, and all these octogenarians in the Senate, in the leading governing body of the U.S., it makes us look so, so incredibly weak and feeble to the rest of the world. They're all, all a joke. Now, I wish this was a joke, but our esteemed Jabba the Governor, or Pritzker the Hutt, whatever you want to call him here in Illinois, he signed a provision this past week that allows non-U.S. citizens to become police. You heard that right. He is allowing anyone who is here illegally to now serve and become a police officer. And now your first thought is, is this some kind of weird repackaged defund the police? I mean, is this serious? It feels very unserious. But now you do know that you know, there is a bit of a staffing shortage in police departments all across the country in no small measure because of the defund the police and the George Floyd uh, wake. And also many who were fired because they didn't want to be coerced into receiving a vaccine. So there probably are shortages. Uh, maybe this is a way for them to try to handle that. But you wonder, how is this even legal? I mean, can you imagine for a second having a police officer come to you and say, you're under arrest. And you're going to respond to what? For breaking the law? <laughs> oh, have a I break the law. <laughs> but you're here illegally, you know, ironically. And you're going to, what, give me a ticket? You're going to put me under arrest? You're going to book me in jail? How about we both go down, down there together, sir? How about we both do that? I mean, it is a complete joke. But to be honest, it's what we idiot voters in Illinois, it's what we deserve. I mean, this guy got reelected. <laughs> this clown got reelected. What do you expect him to do? You already knew. You already knew he was a clown. You already knew he has no self-control. Look at his waistline. The guy's an absolute joke. Of course he would do something like this. And of course, he would also make Illinois the first state in the country to eliminate cash bail. And you think, well, that's fair because that's discrimination against poor people and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, 
This past weekend, there was another teen takeover and looting in Chicago. And when there were police who dared arrest any of those participants, the now clown mayor of Chicago, who is even worse than Lori Lightfoot, bemoans the fact that anybody was arrested and chastened a reporter who referred to these idiots as a mob. Yeah, you get what you, you, you get what you elect. It's your fault, guys. You elect these clowns over and over and over again. What do you think is going to happen? And then you also see that despite Pritzker the Hutt and Mayor Johnson in Chicago, now gang activity has significantly increased on Chicago's north side. Now, there's always been violence on the west side and on the south side, but now it's creeping to the near north side and in some cases to the far north side. I mean, these are gang wars and shootings almost on a nightly basis around the red line. You get what you vote for. I, It sucks, but... It's hard for me to find any sympathy for my fellow Illinoisans and my fellow Chicagoans. All right, I'd, switching gears on that because that's a little bit much. But I saw a very interesting report this past week regarding solar panels. You know, this push for green energy and environmentally friendly this and that and whatever and and our... Our oceans are literally boiling. and You've heard all the nonsense. I mean, you're as old as I am. You've heard them run the full gamut. Anyway, apparently a report came out that detailed that solar panels, and now we knew this because, you know, we Gen Xers can read, but solar panels are made with toxic materials that aren't recycled. We knew that, but I don't know that many others did. And most of these toxic metals are made with coal in China. So when anybody runs around and, and demanding that you drive an electric car or that you put your thermostat at a lower or a higher temperature in the, in the summer and a lower temperature in the winter to combat climate change or whatever, or, or you need to go to a, a gas mower for your yard, if they do not mention anything that they're going to try to do to decrease emissions in China, they are unserious. Because not the least of which is the demand for all of these freaking solar panels that they're providing to us that increases all of their output. Because it requires three times more CO2 than the IPCC thought to create these solar panels, many of them in China. And they require 300 to 600 times more land area than any other energy sources to produce. So, interesting report. I mean, not too surprising from us. But um, they're also manufactured with slave labor in China and Congo. I mean, how do you think they mine all of that cobalt and zinc and lithium? It's not honest corporations that are doing it. I mean, they have kids and 
poor people and Uyghur Muslims in China who are forced to do that. And then you see this past week that a cargo ship that had 2,857 electrical cars burned in the middle of the ocean with an electric car fire. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And all the while this summer, the purveyors of fear porn have now fully switched from pandemic fear and COVID fear to climate change fear. As the pandemic goes away, the fear goes away, climate panic has now taken its place. And just like the pandemic, all the measures that they are proposing to help combat this crisis of their own making would reduce your freedom and your autonomy. It's just repackaged in a different, uh, different wrapping. All right, now last thing I saw, actually while we were standing in line at Dollywood, I saw a headline that Bronny James, son of LeBron James, had a, a cardiac arrest at a USC workout. Now, thankfully, he's fine. It didn't seem like he was nearly as serious as DeMar Hamlin was. But how long are we going to see these high-level examples of this? Now, again, this is Bronny James. So this is, this is a big name, even if he's not great. Because apparently his younger brother is even better than he is. But because of his dad, who he is, his name, he's well-known. He's been well-known for quite a while. So when this happens to him, it makes headlines. What about all those other kids who are collapsing, say, in a high school gym or a junior high school gym? Because this is not an isolated incident. How long are we just going to watch this stuff without asking a question? And that question is simply, why? Now, of course, there was a knee-jerk response to this saying, well, COVID vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But we don't know. But we do want to ask a question, why? I mean, you remember Hank Gathers? Loyola Marymount? Hank Gathers collapsed. He had a a congenital heart condition, but he collapsed on the court in the WCC conference tournament. And he died from that. And then remember his teammate, Bo Kimball in tribute to him in the first round of the NCAA playoffs, shot a free throw left-handed. He made it. They had an upset win and it was a heartwarming story, but you got to ask the question why? And you got an answer. You can't even ask the question, why now? And now this incident happens even after a series of similar collapses at the Women's World Cup. Why? I don't know. There was a Vikings wide receiver this past week that was diagnosed with pericarditis days after receiving two COVID boosters. He was cut for the team because of his condition. When are we going to be able to ask questions? When are we going to be able to ask why? And can we at least provide 
reasons why it's not vaccine-related, why these series of collapses are not vaccine-related, because that's where everyone's mind is going. Anytime you see a, ser- a, a series of incidents like this, or even one that comes out, you say, well, oh, Claremont's been vaccinated. Well, prove why. Show us why not. Remember, we need to trust the science, right? Well, we can trust scientists, but I don't re- trust scientists. And just you saying no, no, it's not the vaccine. That's not enough proof for me. That's not enough. Because you've been wrong in everything you've said for three years. And I'll see longer, but well, we can condense it to three. You've been wrong. And then I see that a Swiss study finds that COVID heart or vaccine heart injuries up to 20 times more common than previously claimed. Okay. The burden of proof is now on them. But before that happens, I at least want to be able to ask the question, why? Who knows? I'm not going to hold my breath, but I don't think an answer is shortcoming. So that's what I have this week. I hope all is well with you. Enjoy your summer. And if you're like me, you are in the teeth of back-to-school shopping and shoes and clothes and whatever. I hope all goes well with you or those running off to college. And I hope you can deliver them safely and enjoy your transition into empty nesting. And we'll talk to you next time. Or not. Whatever. 